VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. Find out more about how you can listen to The Sunranto Show early and ad-free at patreon.com slash sunranto. Enjoy the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable losers Sunranto How's it going? That hey, was John uh, Vincent-esque. Yeah, exactly. Somebody and, get a timer and, and on know, this guy. I, 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 I kind of just stopped because I felt like it was going on too long. Oh, you I had a good. Like, I had another twenty seconds in me. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> hi, I'm. Oh, she was wrong though. <laughs> <laughs> she was, and so was I. Um, hi, I'm Danny Rocket. This is the Sun Ranto Show. We got uh, Michael Cotton at Cobex Three. And Crawley in his O. And um, hey, guys, uh, since we last spoke, a uh, couple things have happened. First, the Cubs lost two games, so we're going to talk about that and the frustrations that we might feel given the ineptitude of uh, the runners in scoring position hitting that took place. Uh, but there's some good news. Why don't we start with the good news? The Cubs, as I understand it, are going to bring Wrigley Field to 69% capacity. Coming up nice. real soon, sixty nine percent. I believe I have that number wrong, but right. You know what I mean. <laughs> now this reminds me of when they did a sixty game season. Felt like an oversight. They could have done sixty nine games and made everybody happy in the middle of a pandemic, but they didn't. City of Chicago knows that they could have the headline up there, sixty nine percent capacity. It's nice that we're getting back to it. They missed the opportunity yet once yeah, again. Go out, go out and enjoy a nice ball game. Exactly. They missed the marketing opportunity, and that's why. Um, now, I mean, that's Danny, why I make and, the big. And, and let's face it, nobody's counting. So yeah. even though it's only sixty percent, they're only letting sixty percent in. Then they're like, well, then all the people who work there that that gets it up to that nine percent. Nobody knows. You just say that fucking number, and they're like, well, there's more than there were last week. Yeah. And so additionally, and I don't know if I can't remember who came up with it. Was it you or Bleacher Jeff talking about a vaccinated section in the bleachers? Well, it was neither one of us because the Yankees talked about doing it. And so did the West Coast teams. I, I know Los Angeles even like tried it out a little bit. Um, so it was neat. as far as the bleachers being the section for the Cubs. That's uh, that was our idea, I guess. Um, it just makes sense. But here's what pisses me off. So um, I, let me, I think I'm putting no, that's the wrong graphic. So the bleachers have a fully vaccinated area 
And what it's going to, so these single game tickets went on sale today. You can get them now. Okay. Uh, for the nationals games next week, uh, they're pretty good price. $20 a seat. That's not bad. Right. Uh, first come, first serve. I lo- I looked. There are currently tickets available. You can buy them now. And I know I'm not chilling for the Cubs because I thought like, hey, maybe I should buy some $20 tickets. That's a good deal. But then I was like, wait, that's the worst section of the bleachers. And why would I want to be packed into a section? Oh, the upper of- section. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. seeing upper section center field. So for anybody who's not really clear on where that is. You're under the old scoreboard, up tucked underneath the old scoreboard, and it really is maybe it's it's as far away from home plate as you can get in the ballpark, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say so. And so, um, and so they, so that does that was kind of stupid to me, like that they did they made the incentivized thing, which that's what it's supposed to be. It's like an incentive to get vaccinated. It's probably they just didn't sell those seats. Season ticket holders who have season ticket holders, uh, season tickets in the bleachers probably didn't want those seats. So, so they're sitting closer. So, you know, for 20 bucks, it's probably just about right around what it's worth <laughs> in a way. Uh, plus fees, you right. pay 30, you know. So I'm kind of like, well, they, they dropped the price to what it's actually worth. Like, yeah, yeah. These I, suckers have been paying three times the amount of money that they really should be for if you were in Colorado those seats are the equivalent of the rock pile seats and they sell them for six dollars a seat the day of the game (laughs) exactly (laughs) so and then the other thing is the Cincinnati Reds uh series at the end of the month right before the Padres come to town Memorial Day weekend that's when the 60% really starts, I believe. Um, and Correct. so th- those tickets are going to go on sale next Tuesday, uh, May 18th at 10 a.m. Central Time. Um, but you have to register. And you have to register by tomorrow night at midnight Central Time in order to, if you don't have season tickets, to have access to a uh, pre-sale general public kind of thing. Yeah, and, right. And so season the, ticket holders are going to be given an opportunity to get them at the end of the week this week. Yeah, and yeah, then the so general public next week. Yeah. Well, in the, the other thing, that vaccinated area is no longer uh, distanced, right? But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. why it, do I want to just be up there if I'm know? vaccinated? Let me just sit with the other fucking dirty shit rabble. That isn't vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. I'll wear my mask over there, but I'll have all this room to chill out in. Well, I think that might be the difference is that you can sit up in the vaccinated section and maybe not wear a mask. You can make cup snakes. You can every just- everything I've seen. Everything I've seen, you still have to wear a mask because you're in Wrigley Field and right. It's just, the only thing you lose is the social distancing. No, well, and but so I you, like that's the only good part. <laughs> right. The one the one fucking thing that we've actually been enjoying <laughs> about the pandemic is that people we don't know aren't up our ass. Yeah. For every like, <laughs> It's only worth it if I like buy four of those I, uh vac- or those vaccine seats. You know what I mean? I buy four, keep everybody away, sit in the middle, you know. 
I've been to a bunch of the games so far, and, and the thing that I have a hard time with, I'm not in my seats. I'm in one row above and, like, le- six seats to the left. So I just now, always why, scared. Why Niners. is that, Carly? Why are you in – I don't think you've explained that bit of this the math, how you ended up up and over. So you you can you had the ability to buy in pods of two and four. Didn't matter how, if you had one ticket or three tickets. The only thing you could buy are two and four pods. And then they just again you get a randomized time, and for the and so it changed every homestand. So with this homestand, when I got in, my seats were taken, and uh, I, and I got the ones that were uh, the one row back. So it, it's you don't all you're trying, and I don't know when they're going to allow us to have our seats. I'm guessing in July when they go to hundred percent. Would make the only sense, but uh, as of right now, even with this, uh, even in June, we're still not going to. We're going to have another option to buy for the next set of home stands, not our seats necessarily. Okay, yeah. okay. So and then, so you actually chose whatever seats you could as close as possible to your original seats. Correct. Oh, okay. different that, seats or completely <laughs> different seats, like you sat in box seats the other day. You got yourself a, a better tickets. You were down behind home plate for a change, you know. So you've yeah. been sitting around. As well, well. I, I upgraded my seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, well, you that oh, was yeah. a that was a classic seat upgrade. <laughs> classic seat upgrade. Yeah, that was that was a two foot classic upgrade. Yeah, the, there the was uh, there were some people that were like, "Hey, we can't go to the game today. Anyone want to buy the tickets?" And I'm just looking at the email, and I'm like. Yeah. So you're not going to be in those great seats today, are you? That's, yeah. See, that's fucking brilliant. Being on that that little t- you know Twitter thread or wherever you saw it, and you're like, okay, you know, r- section 126, row four. Nobody's yeah, not going to be there. Well, that's a there's a secret of Wrigley. Secrets of Wrigley. Secrets, Secrets of Wrigley. Um, it, what you you can also look at the StubHub ex, ex, expiring tickets. Just check out what's expiring there. If you've got your eye on a section, you say, "Oh, I want to go sit in two hundred one or whatever." Um, and, Why and have I never fucking thought about this? Yeah, and you just people in the chat. How many people are right now fucking like face palming themselves? Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Not right doing there. this. All the information. Is, the only <laughs> thing that might happen is that maybe somebody who is trying to sell them uh, decides to go to the game. Because mm-hmm. they couldn't sell them and they live in the neighborhood or so. That's the only thing that can happen to you. But then the worst thing that can happen is they're like, buddy, these are my seats. You're like, oh, sorry. I guess I'll go back. To <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, but literally you go to your seats and you wait for like, you, you wait till the second inning. You walk down there to see if anybody's there. And if they're not there in the second inning, then fucking sit down. If they yeah. show up at the fifth, I mean, what are you going to do? That's crazy. But you know who's in those seats? Me. That's who will be there. <laughs> I'll be down there. Me? You're like, sorry. Corrupting my poor young daughter. Hey, if you get there in the first, yeah, exactly. I get it. But, you know, I'm going to show up in a second, <laughs> give myself a little leeway, and just be like, uh, you, know, yeah, no, I'll, I, you know, I'll show up in a second. I'll be wearing a fucking polo. I'll have my, my <laughs> collar popped. I'll have my my dock siders on. Everybody will expect me to be there. And they're like, yeah, this asshole, he fucking shows up late for every game. So my 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 daughter is like my wife, very very innocent and stuff like that. And so we go to the game for her birthday. She turned thirteen, and so we go there. And uh, I'm like, hey, you want to see if there's better seats around anywhere? And and we got you know we just walked in. And she's like, but dad, those aren't our seats. I'm like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Let's just let's just sit there. And if someone comes, we'll move. Which she's mortified, you know, like oh, dad, you're embarrassing me again. And oh, then sure no, enough, no, no you're teaching her a fucking. This is what a 
good dad does. <laughs> Life fucking lesson right here. Yeah. No reason not to upgrade your seat. Upgraded seat. It was great. We had a great time. We were really close. And, uh, you know, it's funny because uh, you remember the Cubs were getting their ass kicked. And all of a sudden, my daughter's like, oh, this one's over. You know, like in like the second or third. I'm like, no, babe, you never know. You never know. And then she would kind of like make, you know, I'm like, it's not over yet. And then she'd be like, dad, there's nine more outs left. I'm like, not done yet. And then, of course, the Cubs pulled a great fake rally in that yeah. game where they where they had the tying run on second and Javi up. And, all this, you know, it's those moments that make kids Cub fans, you know, and, and she was really into it. So it was fun. Yeah. yeah it, well, nice. she she learned how they can break your heart at the last minute. Yeah. So you're right. <laughs> uh, I like what Bike Spoke says in the chat. Cubs hitting with risp is so bad it forces us to talk about seating. <laughs> Pretty much. Like I just I'm just delaying talking about the bad news, which is the the series that the Cubs just played right. with Cleveland. Right. Because us. I mean, that's us scoring, right? The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Take Line. Sports, culture, takes. Take Line has it all. Take Line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Take Line every Tuesday, wherever you get your pods. Speaking of Tuesdays, did you know that the Sunranto Show has a live interactive show on the Locker Room app every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central? Well, we do! Uh, what's the Locker Room app, you ask? Well, uh, let me tell you. It's a free app. Right now, it's only for iPhone users. And what you should do is go download it and then follow Sunranto Show. And when you do, you can be alerted as to when we go live. Uh, we'll do post-game breakdowns over there. Uh, there's uh, debates. There's parties. There's breaking news. It's all through the Locker Room app. It's kind of like Clubhouse, but it's Locker Room. And, uh, hey... We got a show, so you're going to be interested in it. So join us Tuesdays at 6 p.m. We've got a different topic each week. We already did, like, most hated Cubs players of all time. We did unpopular Cubs takes. It's a fun conversation. Last week, we just talked while the game was on, and that was fun. So download the Locker Room app, hang out with us, and, um, hey, back to this show. We're in the ballpark. That's that's on base and then getting to that fucking the hundred level close to the close to the field on a you know on a seat upgrade that's scoring that's what fans do nice job guys you nailed it uh the cubs need to fucking pay attention because they can't seem to they you guys are getting closer to home plate than they are recently especially on the road uh, yeah i wish they could stay close to home I mean, because they, I mean, Crawley was closer to home and winning. <laughs> I mean, the Cubs really need to stay home if they want to win any baseball games. I, Five I and am, one on the last homestand, right? Well, yeah, exactly. And then, but overall so far this year, four and 11 on the road. And I knew it was bad, <laughs> but, and, and, you know, the we played a month of baseball and I was like, I don't even know how much we bet on the road. Uh, two weeks-ish, you know, I figured it. I was like, I'm like, oh, it's bad. Like we did bad in in uh, pretty much everywhere we played. I think we've only like come away with a win out of, except for maybe the Pirates series. I, I think it's the only series that got one. Um, 
on the road. Did we win that one? No. 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 Oh, no. We yeah, won no, the Pirates series. The Pirates. I forgot. I forgot. At, at home. Yeah. We can't be the Pirates. But but no, when you texted that uh, to us today, the 4-11, I immediately thought, oh, so they just they won more games in that last homestand than they did all year on the road. On the road, yeah. And it's, it's pretty 50-50 right now. Or maybe a little bit. They played more at home. Uh, but uh, here's the, it hasn't been good for years on the road. Um, 15 and 12 last year, which whatever last year was weird. Um, 33 and 48 in 2019. That's if the you year. remember that, that was the year that was what sealed Joe Madden's fate. Oh, yeah. Uh, th- and that's just terrible. And, uh, you know, that's right in the middle of your quote unquote window. 2018, their winning percentage was 80 points higher at home. Um, and in 2017, it was 50 points higher. So this has been kind of happening where you, they've just been better at home. Then on the road, you think about these guys getting older, living, establishing themselves in Chicago after a few years, moving into their apartments, having a family, and preferring to be home, and being on the road maybe being a more difficult thing. But, I mean, the numbers kind of prove it out. In a this, way, this is, this is why you run into those uh, casual fans. They're like, "Oh, I went to three games. They won them all. They're great. I watch every game." And no, you you've seen the games at home. At home, yeah. <laughs> but on the road, it's it's just been bad. And I mean, I don't know if anybody can explain it. Most teams are a little bit worse on the road. But I looked it up, and I looked at like the Dodgers, for example. They're good at the home, at home, and on the road. The difference is there's no year in the last five six years that the dodgers have a losing record at home or at, well, on the road that's Not how one, you become uh, a, that's how you become a playoff team is you win at home and you go 500 on the road that's yeah. that's always what what's been basically been said and right now you're talking about a cubs team that's seven games under yeah i mean well, so what are what are they at at home so we know it's 411 on the road me, you're gonna make me look this up aren't well, you no well no they, no they've won seven they've won 17 fucking games it's 13 and everything else yeah exactly. so, <laughs> and all so the they've won ones. 13 games at home they've won 13 and eight from wyatt okay so Wyatt's 13, and, 13 eight. and eight thank you wyatt yeah 13 and eight so they are uh much better <laughs> almost double right like they're getting they're getting close to that double point you know, of wins versus losses at home. And then like Crawley said, 500 on the road. So if they were okay, just a little under 500, seven and eight, but how do you explain it? How do you explain it? And what can they do? Like, yeah, I mean, there's no, is it the camaraderie of the team? Is it, is it the fact that, that they uh, don't, when like do we start yelling families be it out of their beds like i mean no no i, don't, I, I think we're, i think i think there's some over analysis going on here there's a couple things going on is is that with baseball they always say there's no such thing as momentum Momen- momentum's next day starting pitcher okay if you take a look at this team the starting pitcher pitching is not great it's okay it's okay it's not great though you know what i mean you don't have any aces that are shut down kind of guys and, and and then you've had you've had a lineup that hasn't gelled properly, and then when it finally did, everyone got injured, and so at this point, you know what I mean? It's just been like you know, just you know, the fact that they got all these injuries at the end of that um, Pittsburgh series that kind of hurt them. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
I mean, injuries never help a well, team, that's for sure. When when do we start yelling Wrigley like they do when they yell Coors? <laughs> you know, like that team's only good in, you know, the the air in Denver, right? The the thin air in Denver, that's always been a thing for the Rockies. When do we start to yell Wrigley in the same way? Because apparently this team is fucking lights out at home. Yeah, it's it's I can't explain it because Wrigley plays so weird. It, some days it's a it's a hitter's park, some days it's a pitcher's park. You know, the Cubs and, are and how often do we watch other teams come in and seemingly beat the fucking pants off of our team at home, right? Like they're just hitting these singles and doubles everywhere. And we watch, you know, the Cubs tend it's only to like because- it's only because we play the Pirates a lot already because <laughs> that's the only team that does it. Um, and then the answer, so I can't explain it. I'm I'm actually interested in what people have to say. Yeah, Mo, like Molly says, haven't we been complaining about the road record since 2018? And and I think it is because – but I, that's why I'm saying it's like I don't be know. fair, we've been complaining about everything since – The home record, the road record, the pitting coaches, <laughs> the pitching, the bullpen, the manager. What do you got? The beer prices? The vaccinated section that we just added to the list. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, we're and, and it, for a reason. The thing is, <laughs> is that they just they're just not a consistent team. And I've I've sat through these seasons before. And and trust me, I, I, I sat through the rebuild 2010 to 2014 when you just knew they were gonna suck. That was sucked as advertised. And they did suck. You know, how many hundred lost seasons in there? I think two or three in that stretch. And so, you know, it was like, okay, whatever. But what drives you nuts about this team is they can sweep the Dodgers and then get their asses kicked by the Indians. You know what I mean? It's just like, wait, what, what just happened here? Like, it makes no sense. And I, and, and like I said, that's the most frustrating team in the world is that, you know, winners are fun. Losers, you just kind of like, well, fuck, we suck. Might as well drink a beer and, and shoot the shit with the person next to me. But these type of teams where it's Jekyll and Hyde, you don't know what to expect game to game. These are the ones that really just drive you absolutely up a wall. Yeah, Little Yumper says, team has 2009 all over it, consistently hovered around 500. Yeah, and f- I think the worst thing you can be is 500. I mean, just because, and it's not like uh, even about in, the draft In pick. any sport, any sport. Yeah, well, in some sports, it's actually the worst thing you could be because you don't get then the high draft pick where you're picking first, second, third in the in the draft. But in baseball, that matters a little bit less, you know. I, I think um, just because there's so much development, and we don't see these guys forever, um, so they're not going to make an immediate impact like they do in some of the other teams. But it's just like it's it's that you don't feel like you've ever got a shot, just like you would as a losing team. So you just kind of, but you don't also give up. Like you're just in this weird middle ground of just like, you know, you're like basically, uh, I don't know. Middling is is boring. Austin you know, Kirk had said it just drives me nuts that all the losses this month have been one one run losses. Take a look really at the wins. Is. Take a look yeah, at the wins. Yeah. A lot of the wins all, have been one run wins. Yeah, exactly. And so there were not being I mean, there were those couple of lopsided wins and losses that we've had earlier in the season. We had one against the Braves where what remember like we beat them fourteen to four, then they beat us fourteen to four the next 13 day. To four, 13 yeah. to four. Thirteen yeah. to four. 
yeah. So like those have been going on, but it's but uh, all this week it's been just really small ball, and we saw it with the Indian series, and we could get into it a little bit, but uh, it, just one more piece of Cubs news before we get into it: that Adrian Sampson, the Cubs signed some middle yeah. relief dude, which I know, and I thought of you immediately, Crawley, because of when they started signing all the like the Rex brothers is and of the world and the guys that we currently have, you're like, it's just another lottery ticket, another broken down dude. See what hits. We see if they piece it together. And now we got another guy who's also broken named Adrian Sampson, who played in Korea last year is with the Rangers. And like, yeah, there's <laughs> nothing exciting about He's this. He's got at a all. piece like, of twine in his fucking elbow. Yeah, he does. He has <laughs> surgery. It's just like a total reclamation to see what the guy's got left. And the, like, there's no reason to be excited about this. It's like it's Here, not. Here's the thing is I got so spoiled. We all did with the Theo era when when for, for when, when Ricketts kept the pocketbook open. And I remember it was like a big joke. It was at CubsCon and the Ryan Dempster show was on. And they were playing like this goofy game where like you put like this, like it looked like a dental dam in your mouth of some type. And you had to like try to say something, but you're like, ah, ah, you, like you can't close your mouth. Oh, and, and- <laughs> a, a dental dam is something totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, about stuff. That, yeah. yeah, that's uh, we're 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 getting into porn. You, you're, you're, I mouth think. guard. <laughs> it, you meant mouth guard. <laughs> it looks like this. It, looks like, it looks like this ring like, right. Holy looks like this shit! Right here. I'm gonna start going I, to fucking CubsCon. Anyway, the, the whole point of the joke was was that they were they were the only team. Only non-West Coast team that Shohei Otani talked to. He did not want to go to any other team except the West Coast team closest to Japan. He made it a point to go to the Cubs and talk to Theo. And he was very, I think Kyle Hendricks was at that meeting. And he was very interested in coming. So even though he went to the the Angels, you know what I mean? It was like, man, you know what? He didn't talk to Cardinals. And ended up with Madden anyway. Right. And so it was one of those frustrating. It was one of those things where even though we didn't get him, he didn't talk to the Yankees. He didn't talk to the Cardinals. There's one team he talked to. It was the Cubs. And now we're like in now we're like we, I've been joking around about the bargain bin shop and like, oh, Daniel Descalso, he's just as good as Ben Zobrist. You know, you, you, you won't know the difference. <laughs> you know, what's great about Otani is the other day he pitched and then he went out to right field. And if there's something that the Cubs fucking love, it's people that will play two positions. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, that, that's more of a Joe Madden uh, thing. I think that's that's more of the way Joe likes to play. I think Otani is the perfect kind of uh, player for him, you know, to get as many, many two-way guys, dudes with multiple talents on the team um, it, that, that you can get, Joe. Although uh, Albert Pujols doesn't seem to like it. If you saw that piece of news <laughs> of Albert Pujols screaming at Joe, telling him he's a piece of garbage manager, and then storming out of the room, that was pretty funny. I, I, I like the roid rage. Yeah. Oh, oh, my neck is going to explode. Did, did that slip? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's, that's just... Uh, it, it could be roid rage. It could also be that he's so fucking old, way older than his birth certificate says, that he's just an old man fucking yelling at the clouds. Yeah, yelling at clouds. And the clouds he's, happen to be Joe Madden. He's seventy four he, years old. Didn't uh, <laughs> didn't he pass through waivers? Like nobody claimed him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody, nobody claimed him. Nothing. Yeah. I really well, because I to- think if you claim him on waivers, I think then you're 
you're stuck with this contract. Yeah, nobody wants well. to pay it. Yeah. 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 And he's making like fucking 13 million this year or something. Yeah. Which he's going to get from uh, regardless of from the Angels. But I, what I'd love to do is just like one of those like weekend contracts at the end of the year because we play the Cardinals in the last series of the year. And it, if things hold how they are, um, you know, Cardinals would be going to the playoffs and the Cubs would not be. And so it'd be fun at the last thing to have the Cardinal fans just watch Albert Pujols hit a home run in the Cubs uniform against them and, like, you know, spoil their birth or something. Like, I don't know, something uh, fun. Yeah. Albert Pujols signed a 10-year, $240 million contract. More than likely, that was backloaded. So that might be, like, $25 million this year or something like that. I don't know what the exact numbers are. I'm just looking at the overall. So it could be lower. But more than likely, the way that you always see these teams, it, it drives me insane when they backload a contract and you're like, well, I'm looking you're at guaranteeing it. that you can't get rid of him later. Was it Bobby Bonilla? Yeah. Bobby <laughs> Bonilla. Yeah, 30 million this year. <laughs> 30 million? Oh, what the God. Fuck? I, I believe, yeah. 30 million. I believe that's that, what I'm ooh. saying here. Is that right? I, I mean, I'm, I, it says 20. Oh, wait. No, I clicked on the wrong thing. <laughs> I was say, that's not, I'm like, there's you know, no way he's getting 30, 30 million. million like, he's like the highest paid player in the league. Well, it says 10 year contract, av- average salary, 24 million. This is on Sportrack or Spot Track. And then 2021 retained one year, 30 million. And then, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it says. I mean, okay. Tone Ski 81 says you can get them for league minimum. Uh, you need to, expand upon that tone ski and then we will read what you are going to fucking research because we don't want to do it it's albert pujols we don't fucking have him on the team we don't care so you know that's why we didn't look into it prior to that yeah well i think the cubs should sign him for just a weekend and let him spoil everybody's good time in st louis down in st louis would be hilarious. just finished this last year so that for all time baseball reference will say cubs and I think he should go to the Hall of Fame. Right. Does he get to choose Cubs. his hat? Yeah. He gets to wear a Cubs hat? Yeah, he gets to wear a Cubs hat in there just to piss off Cardinals fans. Like, <laughs> I want I want all of it. I want all of it. Well, so, speaking about ruining a good time, you know yeah. how Cubs fans just love talking about playing Cleveland on a Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. And our friend Joe from Obvious Shirt, the greatest game ever played, was on a Wednesday. Not so much this week. Yeah, that was rough. Um, well, I mean, they picked the right Tuesday and Wednesday to fucking shit the bed, I guess, if you're going to do it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you had, you had won at, at home. You just, just you ended on a loss, and so now you've lost three straight. You have you were above 500. You, now you're under 500 by two games. It's just like, you, you know, I, I think that the pitching that we saw with Cleveland is pretty good. You know, obviously they had the strikeout king out there uh, the first day and Justin Bieber. And then, uh, you know, the next day, though, we faced a uh, big fat nobody and and didn't and couldn't do anything against him. No, big we fat did. Nobody is his rap name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the album's dropping next week, but they couldn't get anything done against him either. And so, like, let's look at it. I mean, they lose uh, three to two, then they lose two to one. So you go to Cleveland, you score three total runs. Um, they left runners on base in epic fashion. So you had Bieber on the ropes. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, you, Bieber did not look like this invincible pitcher that you couldn't touch. You were just waiting for the Cubs to just get one hit when it mattered. It, they didn't even strike out, out that much off him. I think it was uh, eight times total off him, I've, I I want to say. Um, you you had uh, the uh, – you, you had a chance. You had uh, – the, the table was set multiple times. The, you left the bases loaded in the second. Uh and then, you know, you had Vargas strike out and Sogard hit in a double play. In the fourth, you have first and second, no outs. Then Nada. Yeah, this is one. This is the one for 12 game. This is the one for 12 game. And I'm like, oh, that sucked. Rispy game. Get him tomorrow. And then they went one for 15 the next day with runners in scoring position. You had two out, one out in the first. Uh, Javi and Bodie strike out. Two on, one out in the second. Pop out. A force out with uh, from Sogard and Duffy, doubles from Vargas and Peterson finally score a run, which is their only run in the game. It was back to back doubles, and then you have this huge chance in the seventh. KB comes out uh, after being sick in game one, and getting taken out of the game to pinch hit, gets hit right in the wrist. That was probably your best chance because freaking Jay Hay came out and he can't hit his weight, uh, and so that didn't work. And then you had uh, two on in the ninth with only one out, and you couldn't get that done. So the game's tied, and then Vargas can't get a bunt down in the 10th. There's two on, nobody out, and you can't even score that runner from second. So it was just like thing after thing after thing. And then the worst part about that bunt is that the fucking Indians came out and did the exact thing that Vargas could not do right right after that. And do you know who did it? Do you know who did it? Rene Rivera, ex-Cub. Doing it to you, comes out, gets the. That's the guy down. you don't want swinging the bat anyway. So, yeah. So and and we out hit the Indians in all these games. So like, remember before we were like, we're only getting four hits a game. We're only getting three, four, five hits a game. This is terrible. Now you're getting the hits because look at this: eleven hits, two runs. It's amazing how do. eleven hits can do nothing. That that eleven hits is like. A single, and then in the first, you get another single, and then you got runners at first and third. Nobody does anything, and you move on, and then you get the same thing happens in, like, the fourth. You ultimately end up getting one hit an inning, (laughs) and you're just like, ugh, that fucking sucks. We need three hits in one inning to get a run, basically. Don't forget in that game when you when you out hit them, you also had four walks too. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, that's fifteen fifteen total on base. Yeah, fifteen total team left on base, twenty nine left on base if you count it that way. I mean, it was just so frustrating because it's like they nobody could come through, and I understand that nobody is hitting in the major leagues right now. Like right now, the Cubs have an average OPS, and right. the Indians actually are scoring less runs. It, and we know that they have an average OPS because uh, Murky keeps showing it to us instead of their batting averages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, they're, they're trying to – they're on the OPS train. They're trying to make Fetch happen. So, <laughs> but then, I mean, and the sad thing is to me because you only go – you go to Cleveland, you only score three runs, is that the pitching was good. So you got Alzali out there and – he goes the six innings that we were hoping he could go. He did give up two home runs, which is a problem because those are the wrong kind of hits to give up when you're giving up five hits and two of them are homers. You don't like to see that. Um, but then Wick 
who's back, Brad Wick. I really like what he brings to the table. He he was a pretty effective last year. It seems like since he's come back from his issue, uh, his injury issue, he's been really good. He hasn't given up a run yet. We had a whole inning, had a strikeout. Then you had Rex Brothers, who I'm not real high on, but he's good. Probably just because of one day that he ruined my life. <laughs> you know, right? He's, he's he's been okay this year as a reliever. I don't think you can get on Rex Brothers too much. He's had a couple of not so great starts but for the most part he's been okay we had two strikeouts in this game so they kept it close but then you just can't get the run so like your bullpen is performing well and you're just like okay like make this count and they especially when you're doing that well loading the bases against Bieber so much and you can't cash it in I mean, then in game two you have what are you doing michael <laughs> are you drinking whiskey on the show i'm i'm uh Vodka, uh-oh, deep end. A little vodka. We're, we're, we're talking a little bit too much about bad things. So, Dude, like, so you're getting into the booze. Like, hey, while this graphic's up, I'm going to go grab the giant bottle of vodka. and, <laughs> and fucking Michael's just... grabbing the handle. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need any 750 milliliter bottles. Give me the 1.5 liters. Yeah, yeah, I'm not messing around tonight. Um, but yeah, and then in game two, like Davies, I mean, he only went 5.1, but you'll take that out of him. He only gives up the one run, had four strikes. He didn't pitch great, but it wasn't terrible. He gave up six hits. But then the, the bullpen came out and barely gave up anything. Justin Steele's been looking really good as the lefty, which is probably why they uh, DFA'd Kyle Ryan. And we're like, oh, we don't need him anymore. Tapera came out, was okay. Chafin, I mean, I love the guy. I didn't even expect him to do I didn't even expect him to do multiple innings and he's been doing it. Um, and um, I'm just kind of high on it. And then he's, he's the king of multiple innings. Like every time you see him, you expect it as long as his spot doesn't come up in the order. Like you totally expected to see him the next in. And then the, the set, and you know, and, and that's the thing is you're trying to look for positive in a season and you're starting to see, the pitching bubble up. We talked about it on the last show, how they had the no hitter and they almost had another one the next day uh, in Iowa. Um, but, but you're, you're starting to see some of this pitching develop. And the only thing that sucks is that we needed that to develop a couple of years ago and it didn't, it's coming now, but you're seeing these guys like, uh, you know, like, like uh, Adbert coming up and now looking better and better. Yeah, and take a look Justin at Thompson Steel. and Justin Steele. Yep. All these guys are all guys that are really, have a good future, hopefully, with the Cubs as long as they stay healthy. The baseball gods be willing, you know. Well, and the th- and the thing is, speaking of another one of those guys that a lot of people are high on, Keegan Thompson comes out in this game and tries to preserve uh, the tie at that point um, and ends up l- losing the game. Uh, but I felt like, really, that's who we got out there. We're just going to do Keegan Thompson, and then you, you, we just didn't have anybody else like. You throw it to the rookie in the tie game. I, I thought that was maybe a, a mistake. Well, there was there's, there's a Ross's lot of people part. questioning. There's a lot of people questioning because think about this. Uh, your closer, Craig Kimbrell, not only did he not get into the game, he, didn't he get wasn't into the game even before. warming up. He yeah. wasn't even warming up. So that that a lot of people are a little bit nervous right now. They're kind of looking at that and being like, Wait a sec, you know what I mean? Let's say like it was that tenth inning, right? And 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 what's his name? Vargas couldn't get the goddamn bun down. Whatever, but you want your closer, you score there, you need your closer to come in and shut it down. What it tells you when he wasn't warming up is it 
your worst fear is that the guy's not feeling Hurt. good, that something's wrong because he didn't pitch Monday. He didn't he pitch can only, Tuesday. Right. Uh, apparently, he can only pitch one out of every three days or something. Well, again, you, you had no game Monday, you have no game tonight, and you had the two games in the middle. So the last time he pitched was... was Maybe uh, ooh ooh, ooh hold on Sunday right maybe maybe he's gonna get a start in Detroit and Tonsky says it right him here five days off and let him start Tonsky eighty one <laughs> said he was mysteriously unavailable the day before so yeah. it, it's all these times where where we we're starting to see this who's the one that came in the other day everyone's like wait who's closing out why isn't he in like there's a lot of I don't I don't know if he's injured I don't know if they're trying to preserve his trade value but it's just it's all seeming very bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there was that Friday. It was that Friday game where uh, last uh, last week where they loaded the bases and uh, what? Who do we play last weekend? Fr- Pirates again. It was a the Friday afternoon game, and everybody's like, "I was under the impression we had a closer. Why are you letting?" It was it Tapera that was out there at that point. Or? He says Rex Brothers. Rex Brothers. Yeah, exactly. One of those. Uh, Tonski is killing it. Tonight, yeah, he, he watches all the games, not like us who drinks through the games and forget what happened. No, I mean <laughs> we we watch the games. Yeah, <laughs> we just watch try to forget them. The games. John Pickett's yeah, trade value, I think, but doesn't he have to be out there? Like everybody freaked out the other day when Chris Bryant got taken out of the game. It turns out he was just having bad allergies, which I understand. I have them too. Um, that everybody's like, "Ooh, he's been traded." Chris Bryant's been traded. Hug watch. Yeah, hug oh, watch. Oh, shit. I, I put that in my poem. Like, fucking everybody just shit their britches when they, when they pulled him. It, myself included. I'm not, I'm not going to put myself I, you know, above I anybody. Ha- I was hoping it happened. I totally thought he got traded because uh, it didn't you, seem like there was any reason to pull him out of that game. You will never get anything of value for Chris Bryant, unfortunately. I mean, like, I just position player, half a season, <laughs> rental. Right, but that doesn't mean they're not going to trade him. I just, yeah. uh, to me, I was still you, hoping you, they you, would. you've pissed off Chris Bryant enough. Just say, you know what, Chris, we're going to make a run at you this year. We want you to stay in Chicago the whole time. I just, I don't, if you're telling me that someone's going to put an offer out there that's going to blow my socks off, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do it. But if you're so telling what, me it's for it's for a, like another like a 12 year old this time and a 15 year old, I'm not interested. I really am not. So, sorry, Crawley. Honestly, you're you're making sense because <laughs> look, no, I'm 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 serious about this. Like everybody's been talking about how we have to trade Chris Bryant for anything, right? You got to get a bag of balls for him. You got to get some bats. You got to get some fucking cleats. Whatever you can do, actually. If you keep him around, then you you offer you give him the offer. Whatever, what, what's the fucking offer? Uh, you know, at the at the end of the year, you the qual- offer qualified, him, uh, the qualifying offer. offer. Somebody else picks him up. You get something for them, right? In the draft, yeah, it's not great, but what do we know? that they're being offered. They're not being offered much. If they're being offered, I mean, I guess if they're being offered two high schoolers instead of the one high schooler that you got to fucking draft, maybe I guess that's better. At least you is it? the high schooler you, you, you want from high school as opposed to a high schooler from another team that they took once. 
right in they want to get rid of now it's, it's sloppy seconds and we don't want it it's, yeah uh, just fucking do your own fucking scouting give him the qualifying offer take the money now this all goes out the window if somebody's offering a fucking starting well, pitcher you hate to say it but what you hope is that some team really needs a third baseman slash left fielder slash right fielder slash center fielder slash first baseman you know what I mean? Because Chris Bryant is out there, like he's he's huffing it. He's showing what he's got. This is like the greatest showcase that he's put on for a while. And now he's sick or hurt or something. And now his wrist hurts and bruised up. Um, but honestly, like he would be a valuable asset in multiple positions and a swing role on many teams. He's an he's obviously a great bat. He's solid in the field. It, I think that he could bring something. I don't think he's going to bring you. I do not think he's going to bring you like what a pitcher could bring. I think okay. Kimbrel, I think Kimbrel could bring more than Bryant could. All right. L- Will Yumpers right. adding some fucking uh, knowledge in here. K-Fids, right? So K-Fids has his own podcast. So, you know, he, he's a, he's a, with Chris Bryant. <laughs> K-Fids knows Chris Bryant personally yeah. and has worked with Chris Bryant. So anything K-Fids says about anything is usually pretty dead on. Yeah. The price for Bryant is high. It could lead to an extension if it is not met as well as being happy with a comp pick. Said Bryant's camp is optimistic. Okay. You're going to, again, I'm going to ask you to be a little more specific on this because they're optimistic on the extension or they're optimistic on the trade with an extension. I think optimistic on it. Chris Bryant does not want to be traded. I think he does like living in Chicago. I think Chris Bryant does want to remain a Chicago Cub. I think I'm, I'm going to be idiots for not paying him the money because he could be a legendary all-time cub that is, has a statue out in front of Wrigley field, but instead he's going to go to the Dodgers, have a statue there and he's going to go to the hall of fame and he's not going <laughs> to go Dodgers. in with a Cubs hat. And it's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life because Ricketts has plenty of money to sign him. But I do think that Chris Bryant wants to be a cub. He just doesn't want to take a discount to be a cub. All right, and you're taking a look I saw at, the finger hit the head. What are you saying? I, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that there's two teams in New York that both are in the market for a third baseman. Absolutely, you could see you could see the Yankees making a play, and you could see the Mets making a play, and 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 it's again, I don't want either of those things to happen, but but you know, you're taking <laughs> you're taking. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael. You're you're taking uh you're taking it's May, three dude. teams. It's still May. Three, <laughs> three of the top tier teams when you think about it and as far as markets, when you talk about the Yankees, the Mets, and the Dodgers, all are realistically, you know, looking at and it's I feel like right now I feel like sharks are just like kind of circling me. You know what I mean? It's just like, holy shit, which one of these guys is gonna get me, man? Because it's just you know, who knows? Yeah, optimistic. The extension can happen. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. I think so, and and I am too. I am going to remain that way. And I am not optimistic with anything that the fucking Ricketts have their goddamn fingers in. Yeah, because up to this point, they have not shown us that they can do the thing that needs to be done. All they've like, we've had five years. 
since the 2016 World Series. And they've done nothing but spend tons of money that they gave to Theo, and Theo screwed it up because he was singing with Pearl Jam. So I don't even know if it's that much until this year. Oh, okay. So so Danny's on the – Theo screwed everything up, and I'm trying to think. Yeah. It might be. It might be. I'm not saying that Danny's wrong. I'm just trying to figure out since 2016 – what has been the added, like, monetary value to this team? Arbitration but, contracts. You know, when when you are you talking about what is what is right. the value of, or, or what have they done since twenty sixteen to what add if, to the what team? If, what have they put out beyond twenty sixteen in order to keep these guys? I mean, obviously. To give Hamels the twenty million, which I think was the nail in the coffin. <laughs> that's when that's when Theo got called to the carpet and said, "You're I, done." And then okay, they, they went and got that was Theo's choice. I feel like that was a Ricketts choice. I do think it was a Ricketts choice. I think it was Theo's not choice. a Theo it's, choice. Yeah, but it was a it was a Theo choice to spend twenty million dollars on a guy who did not deserve twenty million dollars to come back. There was, and then Ricketts was like, "Whoa, whoa! You, that was like your whole budget, and you just blew it on one dude for a year that's like thirty-eight years old. What are you doing?" And then uh, that—that's what I think happened because that's what I would have said to Theo. I'd be like, "Yeah, whoa, I mean, whoa. Th- yeah, there, there was the fucking uh, the Morrow bullshit. Yeah, the Morrow was a dumb decision, and yeah. and and that was a lot of money. And uh, the, the last Chatwood. year was twenty. The last year they really made moves was twenty eighteen. And that was Moro Chatwood and uh, Darvish. Yeah, yeah, and Darvish took a freaking year to to be good, and then when he finally got good, the COVID hit, and he only had ten starts. We have no idea, like you know. What well, no, happened. he he's still really good with San Diego. Yeah, but Fucking he was Darvish is but he tearing wasn't, it up. But he wasn't good for us at first. He was then he was hurt for a long time. And no, then, he know. wasn't good for us, but he was also not good for us because he. Thought there was something wrong with his fucking mechanics and it was because the goddamn Astros were cheating. Oh and man, so- I sent you guys that article about about people about especially New York Yankees fans just oh, absolutely tearing oh, the man. shit out they of the Astros. Oh, nobody cares. Like nobody's <laughs> sad about it except for Houston fans, and they all died of COVID. I understand. So, <laughs> oh my, the, the guy at the Yankee Stadium that went in with an Oscar the Grouch costume, he paid eighty bucks just to wear a costume that they made him take off halfway through. <laughs> worth it. Worth it. He <laughs> worth it. Um, I love it. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, and NHL are in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Kansas City Stakes. You work hard and you play hard, so treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD, like Sam David, 
or sports drink at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash-frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed, or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with the family while enjoying steakhouse-quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter-tender filet mignon, Kansas City strips, juicy steak burgers, all-beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. Back to the show. I love it, man. But, but, but you know, guys, I know everyone's nervous right now, and the road record looks like shit. But we are doing something to try to turn that shit around starting this weekend, yeah? Yeah, yeah we're good. We we're are. Good. Who well, is doing something? Well, y- y- hold on. And- Todd Ricketts is going <laughs> to be in Detroit selling or not selling hot dogs? No, sir. Oh, my I'll God. be selling hot dogs for Todd Ricketts, <laughs> who has paid me to take his place uh just like uh, an Irishman in the Civil War. Um, that's, that's, that's a deep cut for those that know about <laughs> Right off the boat, eh? That's yeah. a 200-year-old hey, deep cut. Yeah, yeah. Well, 150, 170. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but, uh, no, Crawley and I will be out there in Detroit on in the games on Saturday and on Sunday. And that, that'll be fun. And then, I don't know, we'll probably hit the casino. There's a Greek Tower Casino. We're going to eat a little souvlaki, some flaming cheese, probably at one of the little uh, diners. I'll, I'll take you around. I used to live down there, Crawley, in the 90s. I'm if, sure if anyone, if anyone has any good tips or anything about Comerica Park, put it in the chat. We'll, we'll kind of we'll think about it. But if you are a Patreon oh, oh. subscriber, if you subscribe to Patreon, you will. if you are a super ranter, you will get live video from Detroit. Oh yeah, hot. Ooh. It's it's super ranchers only. Yeah, it's uh, it's like basically uh, me and Crawley's only fans that we. Get. Oh, 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 hold on, lots Danny, of videos. I, I I'll show my feet, Danny. I think you need to give the 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 people, all these people that are getting this for free right now, you need to give them a little taste of what may happen in Detroit. All right. I'll show you. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. Fucking Crawley, Crawley's excellent version of whatever the fuck song he was singing. Africa? In oh, yeah. I got you. Africa. Yeah. <laughs> we got to find some karaoke. We got- Dude, I haven't done karaoke since that time. Oh, uh, we got to go back. And if you're in Detroit, you can't sing some fucking Africa. You got to sing some fucking Motown. You oh, got to yeah. go I will tell you, it. ever since we've, Heard it we've the finalized this, ever <laughs> since we finalized this, every day when I wake up, I put on Detroit Rock City by Kiss. I'm just like, hey, today, today, I am absolutely jacked. Yeah, it's going to be he great. He just fucking ignores all the great black artists that came out of there. He's like, Detroit Rock City. Yeah. They fucking wore makeup and they're awesome. 
Well, and they're all from New York. And they're, yeah, they're all from New Jersey. I was going to say, like, Gene, Sims, Gene Simmons is a Trumper, lives in Jersey. It's like not even close to, like, so <laughs> couldn't be further away. He's, like, uh, basically like the Ted Nugent of of uh, glam bands. Yeah, so you, you got to just imagine, though, like, you know, flames coming out of my uh, Honda SR, CRV, you know, and just little Detroit Rock City. <laughs> It's gonna hey, be we great. Got, we got to get some spinning rims on your minivan before we go up there. We really, do, we really do. <laughs> the minivan's gone, man. Instead of <laughs> instead of spinning rims, just throw, you know, those little uh, little fans that people stick in their yards and they spin. Yeah, <laughs> looks oh. like a little flower. Yeah, that's what we. There do. you go. Instead of spinning rims, that's what you got. So wasn't that well, the Geico commercial where the pig has the little pinwheel coming out? <laughs> exactly. Pinwheels. Oh fuck. We this isn't a fucking White Sox podcast. Fuck them. So uh Crawley, your week did start I'm, out kind kind of <laughs> good. Crawley, your week started started out kind of good. Uh, when this happened to one of your nemesis is Mr. Albert Alvora. <laughs> and this is a picture that's a still that picture. His <laughs> fucking leg in that picture. Yeah, makes well, sh- me sick. Shout out to Brett Taylor because this was on the cover of Bleacher Nation. <laughs> I screenshotted it, but they, but I think he screenshotted it from the, you know, the video of it. And he just, oh, have you, exa- yeah, have you watched the video? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty disturbing. Good. Yeah, like what was I, he I, oh my god, he he was thinking he had five more feet. The only That's thing he that was would thinking, make- I feel bad that I I bring my handler to conventions, so I'm just going <laughs> to eat a wall. I'm so upset. <laughs> but I mean, the picture is perfect. I mean, you got uh, his his face hits the wall, I believe, right when his hand does. But his hat's flying off, uh, and the ball is flying down. He did not make the catch, and the leg is flying. Well, no, up and- he made the catch. Oh yeah, the, then he yeah. the wall just destroyed destroyed him. him yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, uh, so, I mean, I, I don't wish him ill, obviously, physically, that it, it would be. But, I mean, it, the little ex-Cub news here with Al Moore hitting that wall. And I think he made a lot of uh, fans of New York because they love oh. that shit, you know, right right there. The only thing that would have made this funnier is because uh, he, he actually hits the Geico sign. And the only thing that would make it, because, which is an insurance if company, that became a commercial. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Well, I think it'd be even. Funnier. We paid for his hospital bills. Well, it's like everybody uh, is falling down the Etna sign or whatever uh, at uh, Wrigley Field. You know the signs in the bleachers. Yeah. Like, is it isn't it Etna or what's the? Um, yeah, Edna is my insurance. So. Yeah, yeah, your health insurance. So everybody's like trying to catch it, like uh, balls uh, coming in, into the bleachers from the, uh, and they're falling down Etna signs, which is actually a health insurance company that will be fixing the person's face who just like uh, <laughs> face planted into the wall. Uh, but yeah, well, uh, Godspeed, Almora. Hope you, uh, hope yeah. you recover enough. So that uh, Crawley can tell you. I mean, your you're, you're a hundred. You're a hundred percent right that he got a ton of fans doing that. One thing that Al Mora always did is lay out in the field. He really did. Uh, I took my son. I took my look. No, Crawley, you and I understand that when you lay out, it means you got a bad jump on a ball. <laughs> right, right right but i took my son 
to a game at Coors Field and fucking Al Mora laid out on like three balls and, and picked them all off. And Here, here's, it, I remember it was that game. excellent. It, yeah, it, it, it was the game that fucking Chris Bryant got his fucking helmet knocked sideways. Oh, at Coors Field. Yeah, that was, yeah. we were at that game. We were sitting was right Was it Jermaine Vasquez or something? Jermaine Vasquez. Jermaine Marquez. Marquez, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, uh, no, but that game we were at. And I'm telling you right now, my son is still a fan of Albert Almora in New York because the motherfucker dove for three different balls and came up with all three of them. Yeah, I remember well, that. Game I'm, I'm going to blow my TFC right now, just because it's appropriate <laughs> right here. I'm going to blow it right now. I got to blow it. He's a, here we go. He's, he, they could have lasted 20 more seconds. That's nope. What here it goes. For a supposedly elite defender, Albert Almora never seems to really have any idea where the walls are at any given moment. Yeah. That was from aisle 424 <laughs> total landscaping. So uh, let's move on, uh, shall we, to Detroit. Because uh, we're going to be there. Detroit, Rock City. Uh, me and Crawley be, be there. If you think the Cubs are bad, and if you think our descriptions of what the Cubs are playing like uh, make them sound like a terrible baseball team, well, you haven't seen nothing yet because there's Detroit, who's a terrible team, and they're they're bad at baseball. Um, here Ooh. is – first of all, I do, uh, I do want to show you the weather. I, real quick that me and Crawler are going to enjoy it. Look at that Sunday forecast Ooh. for the day game high of 69 degrees. Nice. Nice. And uh, low uh, low to mid 70s. We're going to have a great time, man. We really caught this perfectly um, to watch the Cubs hopefully win because if we don't beat Pirates, I mean the, the Tigers, it's going to be like not beating the Pirates again. Um, they are only 12 and 24. And they're in fifth place. However, they just swept Kansas City, who had been playing good at the beginning of the year, and they have won four straight. So they're coming in hot, but they're a bad baseball team. So you got to figure out that we could sweep them because four <laughs> wins actually pretty much uh, is like one third of their total wins. And just for the record, you say to yourself, wow, they beat Kansas City. They were in first not too long ago. Well, if you've looked at the standings, Kansas City has lost their last eleven. Yeah, oh, right. and eleven. Yeah. So they, when they when you look at their their last ten, they always show in the box scores the last ten games for Kansas City. It says zero oh, and ten. You don't see that very often. No. So here's uh, the Tigers' offense. They're bad. Um, their best player, Wilson Ramos, is uh, their catcher. I mean, maybe is that their best player? I kind of like this guy, Akil Badu. A because he's somebody I love that started out really hot and cooled off big time. Right. And and I think they're high on him. He's like a prospect and and uh you know, so we get to see a guy uh, early on in his career trying to make something happen. Akil Badu has got a seven eighty two OPS, only four home runs on the season, but he's a young kid. And uh they got guys like Nico Goodrum. I mean, there's not is there even an eight hundred OPS on this team? There is not, which makes sense uh, because uh, they have a six thirty eight OPS overall, which is the worst in the major leagues. The Cubs is seven oh nine, which is twelfth in the major leagues. So if you can imagine how terrible you feel about the Cubs' offense, it could be way worse 
Uh, 28 other teams have it worse. Um, but if you look at uh, I wanted to point out that Zach Short. Wait, hold on. The, what did you say? <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry. Uh, I, eight, I was I was teams. typing shit eight, into, yeah, the, into the into the text. Teams. Oh, 18 teams. I was like, 28? There's, there's, there's <laughs> well, 18 in the fucking major leagues. 18 teams have it worse than the Cubs <laughs> offensively. Okay. I got lost at first. Zero I was like, wait, they're, they're second in anything. I'm amazed. Zero teams have it worse than the Tigers. No, te- this is the worst offense in the major leagues. Okay. Um, they uh, are the sixth worst, worst in homers. They have the fourth fewest walks. They have the third most strikeouts. Uh, they steal some bases. And and the Cubs uh, have scored 33 more runs than the Tigers. And so they're the fourth worst in that category. Um, they've got no good players. Uh, but they do have uh, Jamer Can- Candelario, who you might remember from such teams as we- the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> As you re- you might remember us mispronouncing his name is hey Heimer 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 Jamer yeah. Jamer um uh, John Pickett says I think the Candyman Candelario is going to walk us off four times which will be hard because we're only playing three games but uh, <laughs> I can you know you you, you guys but you know we talk a lot about I, I would put it past him. Danny you've talked a lot about Theo and Pearl Jam and kind of kind of throwing Theo there. He made a lot of moves that any other GM would have made, that, that being one of them. Justin Wilson was an elite setup man, closer type guy that the Cubs needed in 2017. Yeah, and from the left side. He, yeah, from the left side, he was everything the Cubs needed. Everything checked every box. Theo did his due diligence. Everything was fine. And then he came here and just shit the bed. Yep. I can't explain it oh. any more than, you know, it's – you, 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 just like Jason Hayward, you, I have never seen a more, a better physical specimen, a guy that looks like he should be hitting 40 dongs, 100 RBIs, and just, he should, he terrorize, he looks scary when he comes up to the plate. And then, like, how many times have we seen the old 4 3? Yeah. Just a little yeah. roller. You're like, yeah. that's it. Carl, now, you're, you're, you're 100% correct. Now, now, now he's more of a three unassisted. He's like three you. Like he can't even bother to get it to the second base. But he's like, it's like, you know what? I'm going to cut out the middleman. I'm just going to get out real quick. Just I'm going to uh, hit it right to first. But every, well, everybody wanted that, Jason, that's because none of the other Cubs are on base. Everybody wanted Jason Hayward when he was up. Everybody did. He even signed for less. We've talked about that. Justin oh, Wilson was a good signing. Yeah. All, yeah. All this no, stuff. Oh, oh. Jose Quintana was a good signing. Yeah, good the, trade. The yeah. fucking signings that he did in general were good at the time. They made when sense. When you but look they went back wrong. at the history, you're like, oh, somebody knew something. They all went right? wrong. Yeah. Either somebody that or knew some, something. something happened as far as the development when they were here. It just didn't click, or I can't explain it. All I know is, Chris, is that they look. Chris Basio is kind of a dick. As I mentioned at the beginning of the Sunranto show today, um, you could be listening to the Sunranto show early and ad free. Um, how? By joining us at patreon.com slash Sunranto. Uh, you get the show early, you get your own. Uh, RSS feed, which is completely ad-free. 
And uh, also, like when we do separate preview episodes, you can tune into those live uh, when we do those. Uh, you get access to our show notes, info about the pitching matchups and what's going on with the Cubs opponent in that next series. Uh, plus, you get to go onto the Super Ranchers page, uh, the Sun Rancher Super Ranchers page on Facebook. We have uh, post show and uh, sometimes post game discussions. Um, you get the Cubs music. You can get your name uh, at the end of the show as a supporter of the Sun Rancher show. There's perks at every level. Uh, plus, 10% of the the money that we get goes right to the Lost Boys baseball program where we help kids in Chicago play baseball and we help build our community. So, final plea. If you uh, would buy each one of us a beer a year at Wrigley Field for doing this show, well, that's joining at, let's say, the 3 or $4 level. So join us, $5 a month. That's all we ask. And uh, we'll keep bringing the Sun Ranto Show to you. Um, the ads that we do don't pay shit. Uh, Patreon is the only way we keep the lights on at the podcast. God's honest truth. The ads are garbage to us. So please join us keep this Cubs podcast on the air. It's all up to you. Um, all the money goes right back into the show to the StreamYard app, to the events we host, hosting for our website and the podcast and advertising and tickets and batteries and mics and headphones and all the shit we got to buy, okay? Help us out. Become a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. The link to subscribe is in the podcast notes of this episode. So just click on it. Join up. You'll never hear an ad again. You'll never hear me asking you to join Patreon again because you already did it. Okay? So patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it now. Back to the show. Right? Like, they sent him off. He ended up in Minnesota. He ended up being a dick there, and they fucking got rid of him because... Did he he go to Detroit or Minnesota? Detroit. And oh, he got, Detroit. got of Detroit from uh, some unsavory comments or something that happened. Yeah. I don't know what. So I think he was kind of a dick, right? Like, he was oh, just yeah. kind of a dick. But guess what? The Cubs were fucking good when they had Chris Fazio. Like, I will for uh, – I've said this forever and a day. I want to read the book, and I want to see who's going to tell me what happened at the end of the 2017 season. Was it a Joe Madden power move? Was it a combination of Joe and Theo, or was it a Theo move? I want to know why Basio was was fired, Maley was fired, and Gary Jones was fired. Somebody Goddamn tell right. me why you can make it to three straight NLCSs and lose your job. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 with you, Carly. We all want to see that book because that's some. So TMZ is to fucking Hollywood as that book would be to baseball. Like, yeah, well, it, it, yeah. I mean, maybe Joe Madden will do the tell-all when he's just like you know running around in his hippie van after retirement. You know, right before he goes to the Hall of Fame, brother, him and brother Eddie just rolling around, just like cousin Eddie. You know what? Oh, <laughs> see, cousin you, Eddie, him and him and cousin Eddie rolling around. He's like Albert Pools is a piece of shit. That motherfucker. <laughs> Never wanted to take batting practice. He didn't want to do shit. He used to fucking drink shots before the game. His AARP mail kept coming to <laughs> <laughs> kept coming to the clubhouse. <laughs> so we knew how old he really was. I was like, dude, you have to hide this. Um. So uh, let me get back to the Tigers because we can sit here and complain about the Cubs 
all year long, and we will. Complain it. We're we're inventing new scenarios in which they suck. Well, I'm going to tell you about a team that sucks worse and give people hope to end this podcast. You guys keep bringing us down. So, uh, <laughs> so the pitching uh, is is really terrible. So that should make you feel good. Terrible. Uh, they, they have the third worst team ERA at 502 to the Cubs. 439, which is 10th worst. That's team ERAs. But look at the bull penises. Uh, the worst in the majors is the Detroit Tigers with a 662 bullpen ERA. The Cubs is about half of that. 356, which, as much as we hate the bullpen, and we do, 356 is eighth for team ERA. So that's, that's actually pretty good. I so mean, I'm saying we have a good bullpen. We have, I don't think right, I don't, there are thirty we, teams. Eighth is great. I, I think when we talked about the bullpen and we talked about this on the round table, the question was overuse versus they're bad. And yeah. what we all kind of came to a consensus was is that they're just overused. And so if you have to have your bullpen go six innings, the chance that one guy is going to have a bad bad day is is highly increased. Well, Crawley, on on top of that, it's overuse versus use in the right situation, right? Because you throw Tapera out there in the and nobody gives a shit, right? And he fucking strikes everybody out. But if you throw him out there in the ninth with two guys on, then it's bad news. Well, Keegan Thompson shouldn't have been out there in the tenth, for example. And uh, you kind of look at that and you're like, okay, well, you got a guy on second base like don't you want to shut this down and try to score maybe keegan thompson for the 11th 12th when you're getting into it if you keep uh doing uh you know kind of working that way but uh, so anyway the bullpen overall has not been terrible uh and you're gonna enjoy this the tigers bullpen has given up the most home runs in the major leagues so that's really great for us and uh the cubs are about (laughs) average the, as long as the Cubs haven't lost it prior to that point. Yeah, then it should be good. Uh, the Cubs bullpen has still given up. It's not number one anymore in giving up walks, uh, but they're second in the majors, and Detroit is fourth most walks. And uh, the Cubs bullpen have the second most strikeouts, if you can believe that, and Detroit's just averaging that category. And take Wait, a look. hold on, hold on. But here's my question. So do you – guys believe i'm gonna ask you both and i want to hear an answer from each one of you will the cubs go for the home run because the home run seems to be prevalent in detroit or will they just play the game as they've been playing the game and take the home runs when they come um, I don't. Th- I think they're just going to play how they always play. I mean, uh, we talked earlier about how Wrigley's such a goofy park. You just play your game and do the best that you can. If you, you know, I, no, I've always I heard- feel like I feel like they switch their 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 game plan around a little bit, though. You hmm. don't feel like that? Nah, I, I feel like you got these guys, and they are who they are. And and you know, even though Javi Baez had a bad back, he was still swinging out of his shoes. In the bottom <laughs> no, of the that's kind of just hobby bias, though, right? Right, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Though, for the most part, you know that you know Chris Bryant has retooled his his, his swing. He looks really good. If uh, if he uh, claims he did nothing different, right? That's 
And so, you know, you, Brian's no, Brian. Really. Rizzo, you know, is the one guy you wish everyone would emulate because he chokes up with two strikes. Javi swings out of his shoes. Jock's as doing long it. as he's not going eight inches out of the strike zone, then he's fine. Jock's getting better. Yeah, Jock, Jock is definitely warming up. So I think they're just they're just going to play their natural game as it is. I don't think the park or the bullpen is going to do anything. It's just well, a matter early, of. I, I just feel like, Crawley, I just feel like early on, they were really trying to hit home runs. And they now, always are. That's what they do. They're always trying to hit home runs. They no, but all, but uh, no, I I actually feel like now they're they are focusing less on the home runs and less on just hitting the ball. And I think some home runs come, but you mean more on just hitting the ball. Yes, that's right. Yeah. They're like so, they don't <laughs> want to hit the ball. They're really up there, just trying to focus on the ball. Uh, somehow magically through the telekinesis moving. I I feel like they're hitting the ball. Okay. Right. I think what you're noticing. Sometimes they go into the home run and other times, most of the time they're just, when they're winning, they're stringing together hits, right? I think the biggest difference from the beginning of the season to now, and when we saw some success from the Cubs is the fact that, the opening day lineup is not what's been getting it done from April. What we've been seeing is that a lot of the guys, the role players are the guys that are getting on base, have been the Sogards, have been the Duffies, have been the Marisnicks, have been the Nico Horners the, before the he seven, got seven, eight, nine guys. And, and they've been sprinkled throughout the lineup. They have It's what you would think would be the seven, eight, nine guys. But when you have more of those guys that when you have everybody doing the same thing, that's when it looks like they're all trying to hit home runs. Yeah, well, yeah. they should try to hit home runs because no, that the, totally Tigers, makes sense. the Tigers give up shitloads of them. They got a guy pitching out of the, the pen who you want to see called Buck Farmer. We want <laughs> we want him to come out, okay, because he's given up six home runs in ten innings. Oh, okay? my God. They got a Buck. guy, Tyler Alexander, who's going to come out. He's in 16 innings pitch. He's given up four home runs. Jose Cisnero in 14 innings, given up three. Uh Alex Lang, you don't mind seeing him. Ten innings, four home runs. Like that's like a home run every other inning. These guys are out here. Um, so I'm, I'm, I think we're going to enjoy uh, this series. I, but I don't know if you, if the Cubs are looking at these guys and be like, oh my god, they just serve up meatballs all day. Let's just swing out of our shoes, which I think is your question. And I think Crawley, I agree. That's who they are mostly. You, you're. Uh, Anybody that was taught to swing out of their shoes will continue to swing out of their shoes, and I think it could go well. Um, but I think if you're a dude that's not doing that and you're like a Sogard and stuff, although those are those dudes that the oh, Sogard hit a home run in you're, this yeah. last series. You know, the home runs but, will come. But Sogard doesn't can't. swing for the fences. No, but they come for him though because right, you're going to you're, you're gonna run into one one once in a while with those guys like Silgard and Marisnik. You're not counting on them to hit 20, 25 home runs, but they'll hit five to ten in a year. And and, and the thing that's my sort of like theory on baseball. Good baseball <laughs> comes God. from hits versus home runs. Right, the home runs come from the hits. The hits do not come from the home runs. Like if you're just fucking up there trying to rip it every time, then, you know, that's not going to do you any good. That's why we love Anthony Rizzo. He fucking chokes up. And when he chokes up, we understand that limits his ability to hit a home run 
well, because he's it, choked up. And the biggest mistake, if we do want to blame Theo for anything, was just having too much of the same exact type of hitter That's through it, a lineup. Yeah. That was always the issue. Because it, and, so and, yes, once once we lost Dexter and Zobris, we've never been the same. Right, and so and that, that so that's always like I said. If you want to look at a fault, that's that clearly was the biggest fault. Is that you know you thought that Schwarber was going to be something that he wasn't. You thought that you know I don't know what the Hap story will end up being eventually, but right now it, it it's like I said, he had one good month. You know what I mean? I love those people that look at that one month data point and be like, oh look at that season last year he had in twenty twenty. It's like, dude, there's sixty games. Like, like, you know, you don't know what, what that really even was. Throw it out. So I think the biggest mistake is just having, to, you know, I always still say to, 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 and I'll probably say this to my dying breath, 2003 Cubs where I just think the, the best team I ever saw as far as lineup construction when you had Kenny Lofton leading off, you had Mark Rodzlonik second, and then you had three guys that were Rodzlonik. the bopper guys. Fuck. Forgot yeah, you had me. three bopper guys in Sosa, Alou, and Ramirez. And then you had other guys that were just kind of hidden guys at the bottom too. You know what I mean? So it was like you had a mix. Well, yeah. I mean, 2016 Cubs, you had Fowler up top. You had Zobras sitting 5-6. All right? over the place. I mean, Zobras played all over that, that he lineup. Was, he was all over the place. Joe but- Madden changed the lineup every single day. That's so, true. so I mean, and so his lineup construction was something. That, I mean, it was like a Salvador Dali painting in many respects. You know, it's just, yeah. you know, it's just kind of all over the place, and nobody knew what kind of imaginative thing he was going to come up with next. But it, no, but, and and what Crawley's saying is with Schwarber, like we didn't we didn't get what we wanted out of Schwarber. I think we did get what we wanted out of Schwarber, but it wasn't what the team needed. You no, know it I was mean? too much of the like the other guys. You know, you yeah. didn't need Rob Deer. You didn't need a guy batting two hundred and hitting thirty five bombs. Like it, you know, you'd take it if you didn't have that. But you already kind of had thirty five bombs out of other people, so you didn't need. I mean, Schwarber was basically exactly. I mean, is this like just a body type? Is this a DNA thing? How he's exact? He looks exactly like Dan Vogelback, and he's the exact same hitter too. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like hey, if you've got a neck. That is as wide as your shoulders. You might be a, a two hundred hitter who can hit. Right. Long, if I can you know. see your neck and you played fucking linebacker at your high school, then yeah. maybe we'll go for then you. Maybe you. Yeah. Uh, Robert so, Sanchez Jr. says the one thing I'll blame Theo for is not selling high after twenty sixteen. Russell and Schwarber's value is never going to be higher than after twenty sixteen. The only reason I pop that up there is because. On this show, Lyle. Yeah, Lyle was he, he was absolutely fucking said yeah. that. And, and you and I said no. I said no. Yeah. Yeah, me too. This is the band. You got to keep it together. And we were wrong. And Lyle was right. And the reason he was right is because he had already seen Theo do this. Well, the reason he, he was right is because, because he had that. He was a Red Sox fan. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying. Like the is Cubs, it, is that not what I just could, said? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because you you said because he saw what uh, yeah, Theo saw. Because he's a Red I'm Sox saying fan. that he was not connected the same way we were. Oh yeah, oh yeah, right. Like he, like he, that too. But he I could think see it from the Theo. outside a little bit and just say, "I like the Cubs," 
but I don't love the Cubs. Right. I we love, love the, the Cubs. Well, let's and let's, it was hard to get rid of those guys that gave us that championship. Well, speaking of guys that gave us that championship, game one of this series, <laughs> Jake Arietta uh, on Friday night, six p.m. He's gonna. He's coming back, everybody. It it was a thumb abrasion. Think about the last time you had a thumb abrasion, and then think about the last time you take a day off work. Never happened. <laughs> uh, so, but I also don't pitch with my thumb for a living. Well, but I'm just saying they gave him a day off. Imagine how day good off. you would. You would miss two starts. Yeah, imagine how good you would feel if you had two days off work because your thumb got a little fucked up, and you're like, oh. I'm coming back in on Thursday. I feel fucking great. You know what? My thumb hurts. I think I'm going to go now. So I'll see you guys later because uh, I'm kind of sick of being on this show. Uh, so Jake Arietta, he's got a 431 ERA so far this year. This is what he's been doing, okay? Um, you know, he gave up – he had a really bad outing. I guess it was the thumb in Cincinnati where he gave up seven runs. Uh, three of uh, three home runs in three three point one innings, but he had been looking good before that. I mean, that was an aberration. Uh, we I think we were all been pretty high on what Jake's been doing, and the Tigers haven't seen him that much. Wilson Ramos, who's on the IL, I'm not sure when he's coming back, has uh, seen him the most. And uh, Miguel Cabrera, the ghost of Miguel Cabrera, <laughs> who, who knows what uh, form we see him in. Uh, he's three for twelve against them. With he's the only one with the home run, but nobody's really seen him that much. Jonathan, Jonathan Scope is on this Tigers team, shoot, and then shoot, he's baby. going up against a lefty named Tariq Skubal, who's zero and five with a five sixty seven ERA. And uh, here's what Tariq Skubal has done this year. Um, he, uh. Pretty good. I mean, it's been okay. I mean, he's got the one bad outing where he gave up uh, six runs in four innings. But, you know, I think he's pitched a little bit in relief. He's pitched a little bit as a starter. This time he's going to be a starter. Uh, last time he gave up two runs of four hits, and he struck out eight over five innings against uh, Minnesota. So, he, I don't know, he's a young guy. Uh, you know, that, that, that AL Central, though, the Minnesota looks like garbage right now. Mm-hmm. Not, not to take it away from Tariq Skubal, but yeah, yeah, you know this ain't Justin Bieber we're facing. Yeah, and Tariq Skubal will give you like a ninety-four fastball, eighty-six slider. He's got a splitter at eighty-four and a curve. He mixes in at seventy-four. So you know, to watch him try to do that. Now, do you know what the name Skubal? I immediately thought of, and this is very much a northwest suburbs of Chicago thing of <laughs> people of our age, Crawley. But do you remember Sammy Scoble? <laughs> Did Sammy Scoble ever come to your school and talk? The blind no, I, skier, Sammy no. Scoble. He's from Mount Prospect. Yeah. And and there was a guy, and he owned a hot dog stand, and he lost his vision, but he enjoyed skiing. And uh, he came and talked to our school, at, I think at St. James. I went to St. James in, Ar in Arlington Heights because uh, I went to Catholic school at that point. And, um, Anyway, Scoble, Scoble, look him up. Sammy Scoble, the blind <laughs> skier. We all were like, how? And he was a motivational speaker. <laughs> like, how do you ski when you can't see? And he just did it. And, like, just, just for, a wild. For those of you. Scenes overrated. 
For, for for those of you that don't see our, uh, our our script right now, it says Sammy Scoble, the blind skier, and then it says Cubs never seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because the Cubs never seen uh, Scoble, the pitcher. <laughs> Neither is Scoble, and Scoble's never seen <laughs> the Cubs or the Tigers. No, <laughs> and excellent he call. He Neither is Scoble, and he doesn't see anything at all anymore because <laughs> he died in his sleep in 2018. So. R.I.P. Uh, Sammy. He was, I mean, he was, you know, probably middle-aged at the time, but he, Mount, Mount Prospect's finest. We're middle-aged. Fuck. I know. I know. He, I, I, I'm he never going old. to sleep again. He, he seemed old when I was 12. Um, <laughs> then, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, game two. Uh, Trevor Williams, two and two with a 581. Carly and I will be there, out there. In yeah, you guys. something. I, you guys haven't actually talked about that yeah, during this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we did. You just keep drinking vodka. You don't remember? <laughs> the, the no, during this podcast, did you say you're going to the, to the yeah, game? Yeah, I was going to play Detroit Rock City the whole way up. Yeah. With, with my flaming CRV. I and feel then, like that was last episode. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. So, <laughs> I bet you do feel that way. So Trevor Williams, God he was okay it. last time. May, he pitched May 8th. And uh, he went four innings, which you kind of hope he goes longer than that. He hasn't gone longer than the first time he went out there when he did six innings against Milwaukee on April 5th, two hits, two runs. But we haven't seen that Trevor Williams really since then. Um, Last time he gave up two runs. We have to be on a mission to find his dad. Yeah. Oh, dude, we do need to find him. I don't think we have good enough seats to find his dad, but that doesn't mean trust we can't me. He, he has like his own camera crew that walks around with him, so that every oh, time yeah. like oh, they don't worry. Like I ran into him uh, last last game. Williams pitched. I ran into his dad outside. He's kind of like I don't know. Wasn't as friendly as they make it seem to be on Marquee. Crawley, I feel like you don't you don't run into anybody. Yeah. Like I, I feel like Crawley doesn't like. Oh my God! You're here. <laughs> I feel like we, we are talking people. We're gonna find Richard Williams. That's that's a goal. <laughs> I, I want to get a picture with Trevor Williams' dad, Richard. You mean Dick Williams? Yep. Uh, the manager of the 1984 Padres. Oh God! I want to punch him right in the face. Two dicks in uh, one picture. I don't know. I think we could jump him. So uh, th- I, I have good news. Uh, although Trevor, <laughs> although Trevor Williams has not been great, uh, the he's been okay, average. I will say that the Tigers, although they haven't seen him that much, have not done well off of Trevor. So they don't like the spin that he's throwing up there. And in forty-eight plate appearances overall, only a batting average of one forty and an OPS of four sixty-nine. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, John Pickus has a real question. Who wins in a fight, Mr. Williams or Mr. Bryant? Oh, Bryant. Oh, Mr. Bryant, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Sonny Bryant's Bryant. fucking yoked, right? Yeah, he's yep. he's kind of a big dude, yeah. And he's, <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's, like, got that fucking, like, that beard that. Yeah, he'll he'll just hit you with his beard. Yeah, I mean he'll just scratch you up with that thing. So uh, Jose Urena is going uh, for the Tigers now. If you might remember him from such teams as the Marlins, which the Cubs have uh, faced a few times, uh, including last year's playoffs. 
But um, Urena has been good. He's gone. Uh, he's probably the best pitcher we're facing. Seven innings. He's gone one, two, three, four times. Uh, he's has it. He gave up six runs on opening day, but every single other time he's gone out there, he's given up two runs. Um, so he's been he's been decent. I remember uh, him uh, being with uh, the Marlins, and Cubs always kind of having trouble with him. But not all the Cubs have mm-hmm. trouble with him. No, I was going to say. Do you remember? I think he opened. It was Cubs versus Miami in 2018, and he hit, and he and Hap hit the first pitch he saw yeah. for a home run. Mm-hmm. And that game got out of hand. Uh, yeah, really fast. and we we all know how 2019 went. Yeah, pr- pretty it much was like a perfect season for the Cubs. Pretty much like Jose Urena's career, which went from the Marlins <laughs> to the Tigers. Um, so I don't know if this guy's just destined to be on bad teams, but the Cubs kind of light him up. Um, uh, and not, but one guy decidedly does not. Chris Bryant, if you're going to take a day off, maybe against Jose Urena would be the day. Because the dude is one for ten with seven walks, which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's two a strikes lot of walks. And a double, but like, you know, Chris Bryant, like the guy, obviously doesn't want to really face you. So, like, just take the day off because he's only batting a hundred, um, but he's got all those walks. Um, bit of an aberration. Anthony Rizzo loves it. He's seven for fourteen, couple doubles and a dong. Ian Happ, I don't think will be back. I uh, no. he, he, I don't think he will be, but that's too bad because he's got two dogs off him, including the one you just spoke of. And Jack Peterson uh, is three for uh, three for seven with a walk. So actually, Danny, let me interrupt really quick here. It looks like from when I'm looking at the list. Now this doesn't mean it's going to happen, but but I'm looking at the injured list from the other day. And uh, Jake Arietta is scheduled to come off 513. Uh, Dan Winkler, a 513. Ian Happ and Nico Horner, they have coming off the list at 514, which is tomorrow. What is tomorrow? Yeah. So is it is it out of the realm of possibility that we don't see? I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Happers does come back. I don't know. I, yeah. I think we see Horner before Happ, right? No. I, it's hard to know because uh, you know we don't know really what's exactly wrong with them. The concussions are weird. We we spent he didn't have a concussion. Entire right. off season no. talking about how we didn't have a second baseman until we until seven. the Cubs told us there was a unanimous decision. So Horner had the left forearm strain, and they have Hap is having the left rib contusion, and then so they've missed both missed seven games. So just the question is, is, is you know, the minor leagues are up there. I mean, I'm sure Nico, they're going to have go to the minors. As uh, far as uh, Hap, I'm not sure, but how ready he is to hit, that's just a different question. A rib injury is always a funky one, especially for a hitter. Right, especially for a hitter because he's spinning on that core right there. I would say if Mariznick was still there, like if he hadn't, you know, dove for that ball. They're not going to rush away, anybody they're not going to rush yeah. anybody back. If, Mar- no if Marisnik was still there, I think that Hap has no chance of coming back. But with Marisnik gone, that makes me think that he might show up. I don't. I I don't think they're going to rush Hap. I don't think they're going to rush anybody. I think they're treat these guys with kid gloves. You got Nick Martini. They're going to throw his ass out there. They had Jock Peterson in center. You can put Chris Bryant if he's feeling better in center. Like they've got options. 
I, you know, there's no, I don't think there's any reason, but I, I, uh, yeah, uh, Hap needs a little bit, a uh, little yumpers writing in. He has been doing baseball activities though. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't think this early in the season, because if you know, you saw like you've seen guys that they run back, they run back out there way too early and it never goes well. They always end up back down there uh, on the on the IL. So the last game, Sunday afternoon, this game will be at noon central, 1 o'clock Eastern, where the game will be played. We got Road Hendricks going. Uh, Road Hendricks. Two and four with a 623 uh, against lefty. Two lefties in the series we face. Uh, lefty Matthew Boyd, who I was like, I've never heard of this guy. It must be a hold, hold on, hold on. Six twenty three. His average overall, or is that on the road? Is, is earned run average? Yeah, yeah. Six twenty three. Oh my god. Overall is Kyle. Yeah, I know. It's shocking. We're going to be watching that first inning close because that's where it just seemed he really just struggles in that first inning. Like when you when you've been watching Kyle lately, it's the first inning. Like 30 pitches, uh, you know, a couple dongs he's given up, and you're just like, God, what in the hell? I can't, can't get off to a good start. Yeah, his line last time, it was not good. He w- went out there against Pittsburgh on May 9th. Nine hits, six runs, four of them earned, only three strikeouts over five innings, walked one. And, I mean, and he's given up seven twice this year and hasn't gotten out of the fourth or one time he pitched a full four. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been rough. You know, for Kyle, this is definitely the worst we've seen of him. And uh, the the, uh, Tigers versus Hendricks, uh, not very good. Uh, Once again, Wilson Ramos has seen everybody the most because he's been around the longest. Um, But he's not very good against Kyle if he manages to get back. I don't – I think he's on the 10-day. Jay McCown, Candelario, um, two for seven. There's not much to look at here. You know, they've seen him uh, just a couple of games worth of at-bats and – there's really nothing to speak of. Um, Matthew Boyd, the lefty going for the Tigers, this is what he's done. He gave up no runs on four hits through six against KC on May 11th. Um, Detroit, uh, he he hasn't given up more than three runs this year. He went eight innings once. He went seven innings a couple times. Went six innings last time. It's been okay. However... Um. Uh, well, I'll show you the Cubs versus Boyd, Boyd first. Only the guys that we were just talking about. Mersnick will be out. He's still out with the hammy. But um, Duffy has seen him. Only one for eight. Ildemaro Vargas has seen him. But somehow since the Cubs, we've faced Detroit a few times since 2015 when Matthew Boyd became a, a, on the Detroit Tigers. But nobody faced him. We He just never pitched against us. And it's really a shame because uh, Boyd, has he gave up the most homers in the majors last year, in 2020, and the most in the AL in 2019. And he gave up more runs than any other pitchers in the majors last year. Uh, so not only did he have COVID to deal with, but he had <laughs> he had the worst we, we, year of his career. Remember, we 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 faced him. La- I don't we, I don't know if we faced him last year, but we faced the Tigers last year. Yeah, we faced the Tigers last year, but yeah. we didn't face the worst pitcher in the major leagues last year, which was Matthew Boyd. And unfortunately, hmm. we just missed him. So, but is we it see weird? Is it weird that we're seeing the Central again? Well, like, they're trying to. You- 
Because of uh, COVID. Because of COVID. Okay. Well, it's like they tell us, oh, we're we're opening up, but then we're not opening up. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with it. They decided last year. That, that schedule came out in June. Yeah. The 2021 oh, really? schedule. Yeah. <laughs> because the Cubs were supposed to face, I believe, the, the uh, West last year. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So they changed like, that. It should, it should switch from Minnesota, Detroit, White Sox again. So. Well, we'd always play the White Sox, but I, I, I think they did it this year because of COVID as well. Right. So I don't know. I don't mind facing Detroit. I don't know what you're complaining about. Like this should be good for us. <laughs> hey, you know, the good thing, the good thing is, yeah, we can, we get a quick five hour drive up to uh, Detroit rock city. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The fact is we could still go <laughs> and we could stay socially distanced from Crawley, Illinois. Crawley's like, I'm going to fucking sing Detroit rock city sometime somewhere. And karaoke. So, so I'm excited. It's Jose Urena. I'm scared of a little bit. You know, I think he's their best pitcher. He's been going pretty deep. We managed to beat him a bunch. The Cubs have been able to beat him. Um, and but I'm really excited about Matthew Boyd. I think the Cubs hit 23 home runs that game, and I, <laughs> I look forward to it. So uh, there it is. I mean, I don't really have any announcements except for that we're going to be in um, uh, Detroit, and you can hang out with us if you want to <laughs> and you should be a patreon subscriber so that you can be uh in the know as to our whereabouts and right. uh, well you can you can follow me at CubX 3 i'm doing uh poems for every game 162 games which i've already done one extra so that's gonna be 163 every game maybe gets some sort of i mean this team could very easily like have a couple of rainouts, and they'll be like, "Yeah, you guys don't need to play those games." And then right. you'll have to either write rainout poems um, of games that never happened, or I don't know what you'll have to do. I promise I'll write a rainout poem. So if you take a look here, I'm in a group. I'm an administrator in a group. It's called the Cubs Group on Facebook. C. U. B. S. Period group and uh, we have all sorts of memorabilia that's going up and we're doing a lot of razzes which are a lot of fun like there's a lot of high-end items that not everybody can afford to put down but this is just like buying a raffle ticket we have a gary pressy bobblehead right now how much do you think the guy's making that's selling it right now how much was it lined up for four dollars no it, i mean it's gary uh, pressy you mean it's like, not a player for the raz Oh, yeah. it's going to be worth more because Gary Pressy is more famous than most of the Cubs players. Mm -hmm. um, if to Cubs fans, uh, $650. $1,000 is the price that's for the Gary Pressy right now. And uh, I got one of those bobbleheads. And everybody that has one right now is just looking at it going like, really, $1,000? These were not stadium giveaways. There were only 500 ever made, and the only way you could have gotten them was at a Cubs convention, which is where I got mine. I think Randall J. Sanders has one. Don't break into his house, but uh, uh, you know he uh, he <laughs> like a, he answered a trivia question or something. Randall, so like, fuck you, right? So uh, most bobbleheads, most Cub bobbleheads are ten thousand. The first ten thousand. The Clark bobbleheads are the first five thousand. This is only five hundred, so they're basically like called the Holy Grail, but. I'm like, I sat there and the guy's like, yeah, a hundred lines on this Raz. 
and it filled in two hours. I was like, holy shit. Wow. Well, uh, here's what we need to invest in, a 3D printer in which we can uh, <laughs> copy this thing and sell the black market, Gary Pressies, until we get caught, in, in which point I'll already be living in Mexico. So. Sell them for like <laughs> 40 bucks a piece. Fuck. Yeah. Everybody will take no, $1,000 a piece. Whatever we're going to get with $40. <laughs> a couple of cases of Budweiser. Are you kidding me? You're thinking small. You're, oh, you're, well, yeah. No, I'm thinking I mean, like I'm not thinking a couple of cases. I'm good. I'm thinking like Sammy Scoble, the blind skier, who <laughs> did not take no for an answer and lived his life a long, beautiful life. So I also want to wish a happy. Is that birthday. the name of the episode? Yeah, Sammy Scoble, the blind skier. Um, uh, happy birthday, John Benedict. There's uh, me, uh, Crawley, and John uh, down at Club 400. And Billy Danny, Miller. you look like you're you're putting chew into your lip. I do. I'm actually eating popcorn, though. And, and, and John Benedict is very picky about his beer. You can see he's got his spotted cow, and I got the old Red Solo cup. I don't know. If, I don't think they had Club 400. That was the um, – God, that was the Jerome Walt and Dwight Smith uh, meet and greet because I got my 89 Cub shirt on, division champ shirt. Nice. That was yeah. a lot of fun. So happy birthday. Happy 18th birthday, John, whatever you are. <laughs> He's a kid. He's like a little kid. I could be his father. Like I saw a picture of his dad. I was like, ah, oh, shit. The, guy's my the Cubs are going to trade for him next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, happy so birthday, young. Danny. How about happy birthday, Danny? Was it yeah. yesterday? Oh, yeah. No, I, yesterday was my birthday. Oh, <laughs> the the kid. The oh, original gangster. Original I'm the, rant, rancher. I'm the, I'm the OR, I'm sure. the the rancher. Yeah, I, I was trying to put that together, but I couldn't. But uh, yeah, uh, the thank kid you. Is thank you for the birthday. Forty-seven wishes. years old. Yeah, forty-seven years young. <laughs> so, which uh, I was asleep by ten, something like that. <laughs> I played a little MLB the show. I'm Sun Ranto on there, by the way. Um, what do you play it on? The PlayStation or what yeah, 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 Bleacher Jeff gave me his uh, PlayStation. He, he doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, I do. No, I do. I do. I don't no, know PlayStation. Okay. I mean, I used to be quite the show player on PSP when I lived in New York. I used to play on the train all the time, but I haven't owned uh, that system since. So now uh, Jeff bought a five, gave me his four, and I, I was playing with my nephew out in California the other day. He, I, we went because he lives in San, San Diego. I played as the Cubs. He played as the Padres, and then he played as the Cubs because he's still a Cubs fan. And I played as Detroit to kind of, you know, learn a little <laughs> bit about the, some of the players. This is how we do our scouting report for yeah, the show, guys. So Danny you know. playing the show. This is a, this is new. We're gonna have to get our Twitch going behind right. the scenes right here. Yeah, and let me tell you, Akil Badu. <laughs> They, we'll see if it comes true. Akil Badu, though, inside the park home run, first inning, I hit one. It, it, dude, dude is fast on the show. He's fast. Like I was just like, he was way faster than any of the Cubs because I've had played at the as the Cubs the game before. Where did where did Akil Badu hit that ball? In the uh, out in the right field corner. As okay. you know, it, it all just, right. So if you see Akil Badu hit the ball in the right field corner inside the Parker, you you need to you need to start clenching your butt cheeks. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it's going to be bad for the Cub fans. All right, so uh, there's our show, except for uh, these flexing cubes and these uh, 
these fucking cubes. Um, I've got one. I'll start. Um, I, I enjoyed this. I really liked this. Um, this guy, Paul Kane from PK Capital, um, he's a baseball writer. And he said, don't fall for BS that today's baseball is great because players are so good. They all kind of suck now. No one <laughs> fields anymore. No one does anything fundamental. No relief pitcher has more than one pitch. So an 0-2 count is meaningless because hitter knows what's coming. And this dude got ratioed to death. But I was kind of like, hey, kind of agree. You're a rancher. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with him. Like. <laughs> You're right. They all suck. (laughs) He's not exactly wrong. Yeah. They're all terrible until proven otherwise. Unless they're winning the game with a walk-off home run or striking somebody out. For me, they're terrible. Yeah. I. All of that made sense. I don't know. That's tough. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't know how to argue against him necessarily. No, a lot of people did, though. Go check out that tweet online. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so a lot uh, of people did who's got oh, i'm sure a lot of people did who's got uh, I did the Elmora one i got another one right here where uh let me take a look here chris emma said the cubs will first well will first welcome 60 percent capacity beginning may 28th with the reds at wrigley field the upper deck section of the center field ble- uh, bleachers will be the what we talked about right for vaccinated people but not yeah. tom ricketts said Selling the shittiest seats as the vaccinated section idea is why I keep Crane around. It really is. <laughs> it, it's the first thing I thought of, too. Everybody knows that knows the, the bleachers that they basically said, hey, we're going to cram people up there in the rock pile, as the Rockies call it, for 20 bucks. Yep. And, um, hey, it's a, it's a decent deal if you want to get to the game, but it's not a good seat, no. And again, we've talked history. I know, Danny, you made a Irish Civil War joke, but we talk history. But the last time there was there was a pandemic. Wait, we're going back 250 years. Yeah. The last time there was a pandemic and we talked about, you know, the Spanish flu in 1918. Right after that was over, which is roughly about, you know, 2020 or 1920 ish. You know, same exact thing. People dying, people arguing over how to handle it. But right after that was all over came the Roaring Twenties. Like, everybody was so pent up. They all just got drunk and danced and fucked. Like, you could just imagine what the – like, there's a bunch of people that would just love to pay $20 to go to the bleacher to get shit-faced. Yeah. yeah myself included, I almost bought tickets. I was like, but you can't flip them. I saw that. All, uh, you, all, you I, all I heard was that Crawley just said that if I went to the bleachers, I'd get fucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm in there. I'm I mean, I'm not define, with you. Yeah, define fucked though, because uh, there's lots. Of, <laughs> fuck, fuck means a lot of things. You know what I mean? You can get yeah. fucked or you can get fucked. Um, Michael, <laughs> you right. got a TFC? I I do. I have this this one here. This is from the Des Moines Register. Des Moines. Yeah, Des Moines, but you don't say the S because things are buzzing. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, Iowa Cubs owner kept all full-time employees on full pay and benefits during pandemic. We lost $4 million, but they needed the money more than I did. I have to just say, goddamn right, thank you for somebody rich fucking 
like understanding that poor people need more money than you do. But yeah. also, that's a fucking straight up TFC to the Rickets, right? Like they didn't do that shit. They dumped how many jobs? Yeah, they fired everybody. Yeah, everybody they fired everybody. Yeah. yeah, so you know, fuck them. This guy who, if you understand baseball at all, AAA baseball doesn't make anywhere near what Major League Baseball makes. $4 million for that guy is a big deal as opposed to the $26 billion that the, uh, the Ricketts made just from selling their company in 2019. Um, I think I have the last one then, unless somebody right. has another one. Um, nope. I, I, oh, you got it. All right. So here it is. I uh, tweeted out the other day. I said, I hope you guys like Matt Duffy because he's going to be playing all the positions by the end of the year. And Harold Sanderson says, so hard hasn't been bad either. And he's like, <laughs> um, so guard. So just so you know, be careful when you start tweeting so guard because it could come out as so hard. It's easy to do with your autocorrects. It does not see so guard. Um, I, Central I baseball. My, my mother just opened a, uh, a an account at uh, Charles Schwab. You know, the it, it bank, and it keeps wanting to autocorrect to Schwarber. Your mother <laughs> just decided. So, I don't Your know. Your mother that, just decided to play the, the stock market? <laughs> no, no. It's, she's, it's a bank, dude. It's like you, it's got a checking. She's got a checking account. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. My mom bought some Bitcoin today. Like, this, we're going all, all That's in. That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. your mother was like, Apple seems like a great company. No, no. no. Ever since she's going house. Yeah, she's just going Dogecoin. Yeah. Dogecoin. Or, I, don't know going, to, I don't even know how to fucking pronounce it. She's, she's going to she's <laughs> going to Ethereum. She's going to Ethereum, all Ethereum, then Dogecoin. She's she's uh, she's diversified in yeah in GameStop. She's got them all. Yeah, she's got all. She saw how much money could be made, and so, so she's in. <laughs> the only way she'll survive into her hundreds. So um, there's the show, and um, I guess uh, I don't I don't know what else to say, but I but I do know what our good friend Dave Kaplan would say: Spookog or go Cubs backwards <laughs> always funny um, God, he's such a showman he can sell anything man it really is it's, it's it, wonderful by the way i i had a, a hilarious last year when we did play the tigers i forgot that i made this like weird little um gif thing i was like i was practicing making gifs or gifs or whatever the fuck and um i uh and i made the strangest um uh a little video to uh, I just want to share it with everybody. It's of Siegfried and Roy that I'm imagining is a uh, Brizzo. <laughs> like this is one of those pandemic <laughs> pandemic videos that I found out. A pandemic video. Yeah. So real quick, it's real short. It's I was practicing making gifs, but just check how weird this is. It's just Ian Happ. It's Siegfried and it's Siegfried and Roy as Ian Happ and Anthony Rizzo <laughs> taming tigers, and it's just like this '80s video 
of Siegfried and Roy with Baby Tiger. So I don't know what I was thinking. It was the <laughs> Without the final conclusion of Siegfried getting his face ripped off by tigers. Yeah, well, these things happened later, much later. <laughs> so I've got two songs to end the show. And uh, one two is, songs, yeah, two songs. I'm going to go two. Is songs. one of them Detroit Rock City? No, but what, what that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be on Sunday night when we c- come to you again. I think from the car, maybe we'll have Johnny Anamanapia <laughs> on to preview the Nationals. Oh uh, we're God, trying to figure all that shit out, but we're, yeah, it's going to be a mess of a show. So tune in at eight o'clock on Sunday, or maybe even early. We might go post game. So we don't know what we're doing Sunday, but we'll, we'll come to you. Sometime. Put your notifications on, whether you're on Facebook or Twitter, have your notifications on. Cause God only knows yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. Great we're, idea. We're, notifications on people like to track where you are. Yeah. Notifications on. <laughs> so uh, I got two songs. One's about beating the tigers and one's about why don't they win it on the road. With uh, and it's me playing guitar and singing these suckers from last year. This is a pandemic special. Um, Spook Hog. Spook Hog. Tell Grandpa Rossi to wake up the cubs. Tell him that the tigers are in fourth and kind of suck. Let's slam lots of homers. Let's heat up our bats Cause the Cubs offense Has been hitting like crap So let's beat the Tigers Do it for Cubs fans Let's beat the Tigers Sweep the Tigers if you can Oh, let's beat the Tigers do it for Cubs fans. Let's beat the Tigers. Sweep the Tigers if you can. Let's beat the Tigers. Sweep the Tigers if you can. Free Joe Exotic. Why don't they win it on the road? 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 Why don't they try not to suck? Oh!
Please win tonight. Please. Please, just win. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.